Hey, man. What's up, y'all? Aeneas back in the building again, man. I want to touch on something, man. Battle of the Mind, part four. Trust in God. The biggest, the biggest thing when we out here living, living the world, man. We don't. We we always want to say, all right, bet I got on my own. I could do this. I could do that. But in reality, whatever we going through in life, whatever we doing in life, we've been helped along the way. In some shape, form, or fashion. I don't care if you come from money. I don't care if you haven't came for money. You have been in situations where you got assisted, man. When you when you had the opportunity to make it somewhere and somebody was able to be a resource for you to get there. And you think before they got in the position that they didn't get assisted? The whole thing about life, man, is we have to unify with each other we have to fellowship with each other and that's scripture man god god ain't say all right bet i want y'all to do these things on your own he ain't never said that he ain't never say all right bet y'all gonna be self-made you know what i'm saying y'all gonna y'all gonna go out here and do this and do that and do the other without anybody help he ain't never said that it's in scripture he believes in unity he believes in fellowship he believes in growth if you ever just sit back and just understand the importance of the things that God has done for us in our lives, look at the prime example of Jesus. God decided that we needed we needed a savior. Because in the Old Testament, we didn't we didn't understand the importance of God. So God even foresee this came this coming. He foresaw it. And he said, all right, bet I'm going to send my son. And he's going to come and be the example that we should follow. So, man, <laughs> I just want to get into it, man. I want it. There, there are some things I had wrote down. There's some questions. And I just want y'all to reflect on these questions. Question number one. What has God already told you and his word that you haven't started doing yet. If you ever really read the word, if you ever really read it, it's instructions on how to live a God loving life. I really want that to marinate in in you. What has God already told you in his word that you haven't started doing? And so I just just wanna, this is the question that I asked myself first, and this is the answer I gave. Submitting everything to his feet. I think that's the biggest thing, man. Submitting everything to his feet. I have not submitted everything to his feet. I still try to hold on to things myself. Self-preservation, self-resilience, 
self, all of this crap. No, man, that's not that's not it. And I continue with it. I still struggle with letting things go and accepting that I will fail in this life for however long you live this life. You're going to fail. Can I give you scripture? Can I give you scripture to help you when you go through those failing times? It's this, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Y'all going to love this. First Corinthians 10, 13. New Living Translation. And it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. You're going to be tempted and in your temptation, he's going to give you a way out. He's going to give you a way of success and you're going to also have a way of, of failure. And a lot of us, a lot of us, because we get impulsive, we try to do it quicker than what God has set up for us. You ever notice when you just have you you got you got this straight path, the straight narrow path that you're supposed to walk. And then now out of nowhere, there's some some things that come up out of nowhere just on your plate. And you like, man. This not this not where this not where I want to go, but it looks good. It's a temptation. Knowing you already got a straight path, you're deciding to take interest in this temptation. And then sometimes we had the audacity to say, oh nah, man, that's the enemy. No, that could be God too. That could be that could be God showing you where's your love for me? Where's your level of commitment to me? Where's that relationship, that one-on-one intimacy time with me? I'll talk about myself. So I had this opportunity because I submitted to God's feet finally. To be able to go coach. I'm already working for a prep academy. Getting everything off the ground. With my head coach. Getting prepared for the season. Then all of a sudden. Sudden Illinois college came. This is a college. My ultimate goal is to be a college coach. So in this moment. The temptation was there. It look good. It's going to look great on my resume. It's going to build up my paperwork. But is it going to build up my heart posture? Is it going to build up my intimacy with God? Is it going to allow me to continue on this path that God wants me to go? The older Nias impulsively, because I act off impulse, 
I would have instantly took that job. Instantly. Left everything I have behind for that job. But as I start to get older, as I have to understand the big picture and the path that God wants me to go, he was going to bless both of those situations. But realistically, he wanted me to understand what he wants to do in my life. In Illinois college, wouldn't have been what could have benefited me. I'd have had to go out there. They didn't have housing for me. I'd have had to come out of pocket for housing. I'd have had to be out there for little to no pay. They wasn't going to pay me. Can I be honest? A lot of a lot of people would kill. For college jobs, for college coaching, because it's so hard to get into. You know, pe- people people see it like this. When you when you get into college, you may have to submit to those little bumps and bruises, but it's gonna look great in the long haul. God had blessed me to be in a position of, hey man, look, I have this opportunity for you. You only doing three months. You're getting paid well in three months. You're making more than what you're going to make at Illinois College. It's going to have housing. You don't got to worry about no housing. It's free. So the money that you make, you can take care of your apartment you have back home. And on top of that, it's only three months. So once the season is over, you can go back home with the money you got stacked up. With the job you still already have. And then, and then on top of that, because I showed that I understand what he wanted, boom, another opportunity just came up, literally. I can go to Florida. I can teach and coach. So now I'm making a teacher's salary and I'm making a coaching stipend. And I have housing set up. But I want to I wanna revert back to tell you this. I'm the first man in my in my family to graduate college. I'm the first man to take football outside of college, to be able to be exposed to different arenas of playing football professionally, being able to make connections with different coaches, being able to make connect connections with different people. I'm the first man to ever do these things. And for a while, I submit to you that I always felt like I'm doing it on my own. Right? I'm self-made. I did this all. No, no, no. I thought like that for a while. And guess what? I always had me. Upset and never satisfied. Because I felt like, I felt like I did this on my own. I felt like I ain't nobody. I felt like I'm good being alone. In reality, I'm hurting in reality, I'm seeking fellowship. In reality, I'm seeking, I'm looking for something. At one point in time, I wasn't looking up to God. I wasn't. 
I'm looking at people as someone that can help me. But that's not what God wanted me to do. That's not what God wants you to do. I want to give you another scripture, man. When it when we talk about the strength of God, right? When we talk about we self-made this, we self-made that. First Peter 4 and 6. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. These things take time. You got to understand that when you are thriving in life, when you are making changes in life, you were still born in sin. You just came through sin. You just came through impurity. So even as you, even as you making these different steps in life, you, you reaching these pinnacles in life, you still gonna have to battle with flesh. You still gonna have to deal with these things. You're gonna be caught up in the moments where you feel like you're self-made, when you feel like you made it on your own. You're gonna you gonna come to those moments. You're gonna come to the moments when you want, you don't wanna you don't wanna talk to nobody. You're gonna be anti-social. You you wanna you wanna stay in this little box. You're gonna come to those moments. But you have to also always understand that that word that God provides for you, that 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 word that God gives to us, is gonna always it's gonna always benefit. It's gonna always grow you. It's gonna always prepare you for life. It's gonna always prepare you for any obstacle that you're gonna face. Proverbs four twenty three, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything you do. If you feel selfish, your heart going to be selfish. Your heart going to be cold. Your heart going to be not caring about the world. You're going to care about yourself. It's in scripture. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. You think God was selfish? God wasn't selfish. And even when God had those moments, say for an example, when he flooded the earth because he saw the sickness and, and, the, and, the, and the crazy thing that was going on in this earth. He told Noah I will never flood the earth again. So you don't think God gets angry? God is a jealous God. If we if we if we sit here and saying we doing this all, all on our own and we don't need God, He's gonna be upset. He's gonna be like, how how can the creation say these things? And I'm the creator. I created you. The creator created creations. We are not better than God. Psalms 138.6 Even though the Lord is high above, he see humble people close up and he recognize arrogant people from a distance. If you're arrogant, God ain't going to be close up to you. 
He's not going to like that. He's not going to appreciate that. He's not going to approve of that. He's going to be distant. But guess what? He's still faithful. He's still going to love you. Them choices you make, it ain't going to be God's fault. He gives us a way out. He gives us options. We really got to trust in God, man. If we don't trust in God, we're going to continue to keep hurting ourselves. If we don't trust in God, we're going to continue to keep failing ourselves. If we don't trust in God, we're going to keep going through these same repetitive, hurtful cycles all over and over again. We're going to be seeking man instead of seeking him. I just want you to understand the importance of what God wants to do for you. What God wants to do for us. What Jesus, what Jesus wants to do for us. What Jesus wants to do for you. Jesus told God, I want to give your children, my brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to really take over your life. When you're in tune with the Spirit, when you're in tune with God, these temptations are going to be easy to overcome. Are you going to be perfect? Of course not. But will you progress? Most certainly. Trust in God. Mark 12, 30. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. With all your mind. He will show you, man. He will show you the way. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your not lean not on your own understanding. Psalms 156. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So I just want to pray. Father God, I just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come find you, to seek you. To put our trust into you, to put our faith into you, to put our, our love into you. Father God, I just ask you, open our eyes. Our eyes been closed for so long. We've been so distracted for so long. We've been so brainwashed for so long. Forgive us of our sins, known and unknown. Allow us to get stronger in your word. Allow us to take you seriously. Allow us to rejoice in the things that we do. Allow us to understand that we have to honor you through everything. Speak about you. Present you show you praise you honor you glorify you thank you for Jesus for being a prime example of what we should be a perfect example continue to keep watching over us Lord continue to keep holding our hands continue to keep 
protecting our minds, protecting our hearts, protecting our spirit. Allow us to have everything just to rejoice in you. In your loving son, in Jesus' name, we say amen.